This is Harry Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about the Washington Redskins' new head coach, and we talk about the much-awaited and anticipated induction of Art Monk and Daryl Green into the Hall of Fame. This and much more, live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Welcome to episode 114 of Harry Hog Football. This is Aaron, Josh, and John reporting from the three tribe corners. Yo, 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 what's happening? Um, Dude, I'm in the best mood that I've been in a long time. I, I almost feel like the Redskins won the Super Bowl. Were you comparing the Redskins to the Giants? No, no. Well, in a way. Because a couple of Giants and the Redskins team, the history of the Washington Redskins, finally made, well, one of them finally made the Hall of Fame and the other made it the first time around. Oh, yeah. I mean, true. I was sitting there listening to the uh, the uh, broadcast online. It's, you know, ESPN wasn't allowed to show it. And when he said Art Monk, I mean, it was like a minute of just yelling and screaming and whooping and hollering and running around. I was so pumped that he finally got in. I mean, it felt like the Redskins had just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Dude, you weren't nearly as pumped as I was. Dude, it was, dude, if you were as pumped as I was, Aaron, because I know you were in the car um, listening to it on the satellite radio, um, you would have driven off the side of a cliff or something out there in uh, in Indiana. We were watching it on uh, NFL Network. And uh, I know, John, you, they, they offer that in your area, right? NFL Network. NFL Network, I believe it is part of the uh, highly expensive, overcharged uh, digital cable package. <laughs> hey, dude. Um, Never mind. Go ahead. But it is offered in my area. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, we're watching the, on, on NFL Network, and, uh, yes, we were very excited. Um, it was kind of strange because it was like um, – and we hear that Daryl Green is actually in the city. As soon as he walks into the building, we will let you know. And then literally it was like 30 seconds later. <laughs> yeah, because they were like there. They were in like a side room. They were right. separated by like curtains and stands. But they acted like he was like, you know, out to lunch with some buddies or something. And as soon as he got back to the complex, they would have him in to speak. You know, like, he, they were just like, ah, just be around just in case. Dude, maybe he was taking a dump or something. I don't know, but he walked in like, <laughs> I mean, it was like, literally, like 10, 15 seconds. I don't even, it wasn't even that long. It was like. He was only like 20 feet from the podium. He was hanging out with Dan Snyder and his wife, like their families went out there together. Yeah, and he like walked in, <laughs> he like walked in, and he's like, I'm here, y'all. And then it was like, then and then, the Daryl Green show. Dude, he was rambling. I think he was so... Yeah, dude, Aaron, you're right, he rambled. Yeah. And he was so excited that he didn't want to give the mic back to Rich. He's like, I'll take it from here, Rich. <laughs> and, and then, like, in the middle of it, the, the audio people screwed up, and, like, Art Monk was trying to call in. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hello? <laughs> hello? And Green's like, what? Teller's like, what? He's like, okay. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, he's like, I don't know who that is, but you can 
can wait because I'm up on Daryl Green. I'm I'm giving my uh, forty minute speech here. <laughs> and then he, like then the other guy like yeah, Daryl Green, you know. Like I was on my way home Go in ahead, the Darryl. car, right? And I heard the the announcement. I had like my fingers crossed the whole way until they announced Art Monk. But then when Daryl Green started speaking, um, I listened to him speak forever, and then I listened to him basically somehow inter interlace his speech through Art Monk's speech, okay? And then I got home, came in the house, and then forgot something in the car and went back out to the car and turned it on. And on the radio was Daryl Green, like, still talking, like, an hour later. I was like, what is he doing? He was talking to, like, Emmett Thomas or someone. And I was like, what is this? And there were still, like, two people there at that point listening to him. But anyway. Yeah, Rich Eisen was just pretty much like, um, all right. Yeah. I'm still getting paid. I know, it was like, <laughs> but dude, congratulations to Art Monk and Daryl Green, but I have to focus on Art yeah. Monk here, because everyone out there that campaigned, David Lee that brought the signs to the stadium, people that bought the buttons and yeah. the shirts and stuff. Um, those you guys that emailed and wrote all those, uh, all those writers, all the writers that vote, all 44 of them. Even though I never put the list together, people that actually had the initiative to go do it on their own. It paid off. It did. It did. And I guess we're going to have to well, have a... and, and, you know, we're talking about Daryl Green. It was actually kind of weird in that press conference. Yeah, he was so excited and pumped up and everything. Um, they did have a press conference on Tuesday um, afternoon at 5. The Redskins set one up. And he was on there as well. He and our monk were both sitting there uh, behind the table, and they had the podium and everything. And uh, yeah, Daryl Green was much more normal at that point. I think he was just so flabbergasted that he made the Hall of Fame on the first vote. He was just so pumped about it. Yeah, because he was kind of like, I made it in on the first one, like what this person did and this person did. (laughs) And I was like, like, dude, dude, you're going to hurt our most feelings. I know. (laughs) He was was stroking himself a little bit up there because, you know, he he was feeling pretty good about himself up there on that stage. But he tempered himself a lot in the – the uh, press conference in Washington. They actually had an Art Monk go first, and he talked uh, well beyond his uh, his quote unquote allotted time. Because I think it was only a half hour press conference, and he went to like twenty something minutes. He was like, "I'm sorry, I'm going over my time." And I think Daryl Green was like, "Dude, whatever, it's cool." Daryl Green's like, "Dude, I got my two hours in yesterday, or whatever it was." Yeah. Well, the funny thing Some was, you guys who saw that conference, um, that just reinforced to me why Art Monk was such a special, or is such a special. Redskin, uh, you know, to fans that watched him play like us uh, growing up and to people who get to go back and, and see exactly what he did for the team, what he's done for the community, and what a great person he is. He was so humble. Um, I, I mean, I saw, I heard and saw more of Art Monk during that 20-something minutes than I've ever heard and seen him other than playing in a game. Yeah. And he's very humble. He did joke about a couple of things. Um, he did bring up a story about how, uh, and this brought a big laugh. He was running down the sideline. I think he said it was against the Eagles. And I think he said five minutes to him, a beautiful bowl. He was like, that was, had beat my band by five yards, as usual. Which was a really bizarre thing to hear from him. And everyone just started busting out. And he just kind of had a funny grin on his face. <laughs> as usual. I say that. I wish you guys would be, if you can go on YouTube and find it. It was, it was very, very funny. It was just like, I, I was saying, I did have him beat. I mean, you can tell Art Monk had a huge weight 
lifted off his shoulders, and he was able to relax about the whole Hall of Fame thing. Because yeah. you know, he as humble and, and quiet about it as he is, you know he wanted desperately to be in. Because mm -hmm. who doesn't? I don't think, you know, I, I wouldn't say desperately, but I would say, yes, he, he did really want to be there. He just, I, I think he, yeah, I think he did. I think he did. He really had, I mean, he just was so relaxed and happy and loose, which I'd never, ever seen him be in an interview before. And, it, and it's not and, from a point of, of I, want, I really want to be in. I think it's from a point of, you know, hey, I really deserve to be in there. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, but I'm not going to chew my own horn about it. Right. Dude, he got slighted for like eight years, man. Remember back in when he yeah. came up for election, he was like in the same boat as Daryl Green was this year. Like everyone was like, well, he's getting in because he led the league in receptions. He had the most, what, consecutive games with a catch. Um, what other records did he have? I don't even remember, but. First 100 catch season. Yeah. And everyone was like, well, he'll be in the first year. And then over like the eight years, man. I was afraid if he didn't get in this year with, like, Chris Carter and them, who had s some of their numbers were better than his, even though Chris Carter played a lot more years, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm afraid he would kind of get forgotten by all these, you know, younger um, news guys that vote on it. And they, they yeah. as much as they try to, like, look at it as the error that the guys played in, they, they won't because they won't remember so the further away you get from the players, in my opinion, the more the numbers are skewed. You know what I mean? Like all you have to rely on then are the numbers, and the numbers might not match up with today's numbers, but it's you know it's a different game. Yeah, you know, like exactly today with steroids and everything. Well, I got to say, you know, it, 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 stories were coming out all over the place the week leading up to the vote, um, and they even had quotes from Michael Irvin saying. Um, and and I'm, I'm not saying I'm exactly here, but pretty close. He was saying, basically, I don't understand why he's not in. Um, I wanted him to go in with me last year. I thought that would have been really great. And uh, I think, Aaron, you, you pointed out a good one. He's just like, if, he, if you need a, if it's third and eight and you need a first down to, to ice the game, why is that catch any less important than any other, than, than a touchdown catch? I know. That's right. He was like, he gets you nine yards. Yeah, he was. I was actually pretty impressed with Irvin's uh, comments because he was saying uh, something to the effect of, "You're talking about him not having a signature catch," and then he was like, "How about consistency? That's his that's signature. What we, that's what everybody's been saying. He's consistent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, those, those idiots like that Doctor Z dude and from Sports Illustrated, and of course uh, uh, Peter King, who apparently probably turned and finally voted. Peter F. King, Peter F. King. Dumbass in Houston. I don't even remember his name. He doesn't warrant mention on our podcast. Um, I think I broke it down that day, and I can't remember the exact number. I'm going to break it down real quick. There are 44 people voting for the Hall of Fame, and you had to get 80% of the vote to make it in. And that was, uh, let me see, five guys got to 80%, plus one of the two old-timers, which, kind of, which was Emma Thomas, of course. And that was kind of surprising, too. I thought it was like... One of the old-timer guys didn't make it. I can't remember the last time that happened. And they don't ever get a chance but, uh, to make it again, do they? They're pretty much done? Yeah, they're done. They're done. The old-timer guys are, are done. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to crunch the numbers here. Uh, you had to have, out of the 44 people voting, you had to have, I believe it's 35, had to vote for you. 36 people had to vote for you. 
Congratulations to both of those dudes. Daryl Green, of course. What Go down his stats compared to other cornerbacks in the Hall of Fame. We haven't even looked at that because we knew he was going to get in. But, um, Either of that. And also, speaking of cornerbacks, give a shout out to Emmett Thomas before we forget because he was a premier cornerback at his time and he was a coach with the Redskins on both sides of the ball for eight years. He was a uh, receivers coach and then he went to the uh, DB coach. Really? I did not know that. Yes, sir. I didn't know much about that. So anyway, if you guys didn't see the post on the website, Harry Hog Football has plotted our pilgrimage to Canton. Yeah! Road trip. Road trip to Canton. trip this summer. Um, Tom will be joining us. Hopefully Josh will be. Who's undecided right now? I'm heading out there. Um, schedule, hopefully. Yeah, it's tough to it's tough to be able to take a, a trip like that in the middle of the summer unless you work in education like yours truly. But anyway, hopefully, the rumor that I heard was that the Redskins are going to be playing in the Hall of Fame game the next day, and if so, that's going to be awesome. That'd be freaking sweet. The Redskins played in the Hall of Fame game a couple of years ago. No, no, they. Oh, I can't remember now. Uh, but, yeah, it would make logical sense because um, they could actually fill the stadium for it. Because you know a lot of Redskins fans are heading out there. Those tickets for the Hall of Fame induction were up. I don't know if any are left now, but they were moving pretty fast. Oh, yeah. Yep. We got ours. Tom's got his. And if you want yours, um, you better go to Hall of Fame. I, I don't know what it is. Just Google Hall of Fame, Football Hall of Fame, and go there, and you can buy your tickets right online. They're $27 for the ceremony. And um, right. and we'll, we're going to try to meet up with some people out there at Canton. Oh yeah, man! After that ceremony, I think it's over at nine on a Saturday night. We're gonna we're gonna tear Canton down. Bunch of Art Monk and Daryl Green jerseys are just gonna envelope that town. Except we won't be able to be like go to this bar and find John. He'll be the one wearing the Art Monk jersey, like when you went to London, because. It's <laughs> <laughs> John? Are you John? <laughs> Are you John? And you know what? There might be another John wearing an Art Monk jersey for that matter. Anyway. More than likely. Anyway, congratulations to Art Monk and Daryl Green. Look forward to uh, more information on the site about the impending road trip to Canton. And hopefully a podcast live from Canton, Ohio. Yes. Yes, sir. With audio, you know, audio and video uh updates as well. We'll see if we can get all technological on it all. So now there is, there is some other news this week. Um, there, there, no news. There, yeah, no news. There is no news, but there is some news. Um, I, I believe that uh, there were some contracts restructured this past week. Um, uh, Randy Thomas, I believe, Andre Carter, and Antoine Randall L, they all reworked their contracts this week. Um, I know that uh, Randall L. Basically, um, he added like an extra year to his contract, and um, and his it dropped the cap uh, for him from 
from 4.1 million to like 2.7 million. So I think the Redskins made up a little bit in the cap with whatever that restructured deal was with Randall I don't know the particulars on, on Randy Thomas and, uh, and Andre Carter. Um, that's good. We're, we're definitely, we're way over the projected salary cap. Um, and we're going to talk more about that as we get closer yeah. um, to, to, you know, past the Pro Bowl this weekend. Oh, yeah, we do need to talk about the Pro Bowl coming up right. as well. Right. Um, well, of course, we've got, yeah, since we mentioned it, we've got, of course, uh, number 60, number 47, and the Red Snapper, Ethan Albright, hanging out up there. But it doesn't matter what numbers they normally wear because in the game they're all wearing number 21 jerseys. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So Samuel Cooley and uh, Ethan Albright will all have those jerseys. They're going to autograph them. And, um, put them up for charity. Um, I saw an interview recently with Chris Samuels, and he said that uh, the Taylor family actually requested that they do that because um, Snyder brought it to the players' attention. They were like, well, only if it's cool with the family. And he was like, the family's totally cool. They, they thought it would be a great idea. Right. Um, but I, actually, he said that they requested it. I don't know if they really requested it, but huh. it seems more like it probably was brought up, and they were like, that would be a wonderful way to honor the memory of Sean Taylor. And hopefully when we... Those of us, you know, you get to watch the first five minutes of the game because the rest of it's usually boring. <laughs> um, we'll be able to see them out there and see, uh, hopefully see a, a hole in the secondary for the first play of the game. I'm hoping they'll do that like the Redskins did this year. Oh, uh, yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. That would be cool. We'll see if it actually happens. But. Um, did you guys see the news about Sean Taylor on a sad note? They released the uh, information about his autopsy and how the bullet um, went into both of his legs. Right, and it like yeah. remained lodged in his in one of his legs or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it's like, why are they releasing all that right now? I mean, they're using it in court against these dudes. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And also, um, they said that there were no drugs or anything like that found in his system, which, of course, we knew. Yeah, I think we all knew that. Or figured that we didn't think think anything of that nature, but I guess it's good that they threw that out there. It's like, oh, by the way, you know, he was just as as clean and cleaned up as we thought he was. Mm-hmm. It didn't have anything to do with any any secondary crap that might they might try to throw in court, like they were there to like get drugs back from him or something. Like you know, right, right. defense attorneys would, would pull that kind of crap. Yeah. yeah. Other news, dude. I tend for my word. Mm-hmm. Other news, Greg Williams, who almost went to the Cowboys, and I would have been very mad if that happened. Uh, Dude, I saw that, and I was like, what's he even doing talking to them? Well, he got betrayed by the Redskins. I got to get hand it to him. Yeah, that's exactly. True. It wouldn't have surprised me in the least. It's like, dude, I, you know, he, as a super huge Redskins fan, as all of us are, we would not even conceive of, of you know, doing anything whatsoever involved with the Dallas Cowboys organization. Ever, ever, ever. But for him, you know, it's just like, what a great way to get back at the stupid owner that fired me when I should have been the head coach. Dude, to me, this whole thing is like, you know, as soon as Joe Gibbs left, Dan Snyder was like, yes, we're going to use Joe Gibbs as a consultant and listen to what he says and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and then really the explosives around the base that Joe Gibbs built. Right. No, dude, <laughs> it's like. Exactly. Some dude was saying it on the website. It was like, for the last four years, Joe Gibbs has been building the team back up from the ashes, and five minutes after he leaves, it's back. You know, destroyed again. <laughs> and he's pretty much right. I, don't know. I think Speed Racer was the most recent one to say that. Yeah. 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 
other news in the head coach front, um, Steve Spagnolia, or however you say it, and uh, Josh McDaniels both pulled out of the running. So that was our – remember, that was our idea that the Redskins were going to hire one of them, but apparently not. So that leaves us with uh, Fossil, who I really don't want, and uh, Steve Mariucci still in the running, and I think Ron Meeks from the uh, Colts. I think he's – what is he, the defensive coordinator of the Colts? Yeah, officially. And I guess possibly some people that we don't know about. Yeah, Tom yeah, Cruise, no, I think. Tom Cruise is probably still in the front. Yeah, I, I got a call from Dan Snyder, but I, I had to turn him down. I'm just too busy. Me and John have been talking to him as well. but uh, <laughs> he's he, having... wanted, he wanted my dog, Franklin, who always wears his red skins on bandana. Right, right, right. Like, he wanted him to uh, run the secondary. Well, he offered me to put him in place before the uh, head coach was hired, but uh, <laughs> I decided to turn him down. Well, that's what I spoke for Franklin in that case. Yeah, he offered me the uh, offensive coordinator position. I was like, dude, didn't you hire that guy last week? He offered me the head coach. Like, yeah, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> he Serato offered... took care of him. And then you look at Serato in the background, like, cracking his knuckles and <laughs> with some big dude in, in double-breasted sport coat. <laughs> dude, he offered me the um, head coach job, but I was like, uh-uh, not if I can't bring my own coordinators, Josh and John, in. Which is pretty much what every other, um, you know, viable candidate's going to say. He's just going to have some puppet in there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's ridiculous, man. Exactly what you said a minute ago, Aaron. You were talking about Spagnuolo withdrawing. That we, I think Spagnuolo really was, especially after the Super Bowl. I think he really was the uh, number one choice over Fossil. And kudos to him for saying no. I, I, I don't. I don't think he did this as leverage to get more money from the Giants, but I'm sure it didn't hurt. Because he's making well over two million a year now, as you know, not even as a head coach, and that's that's big time for a coordinator. I think he's the top paid defensive coordinator now that Greg Williams got. He got a huge offer with the Giants the next day, didn't he? Yeah, pretty much. They're just like, <laughs> I've been, <laughs> I've been at the Danny's compound for sixteen hours. He really wants to hire me. How much are you guys going to give me? I know. Well, let's look at it from this side. What do you think? Jason Campbell's thinking right now. He's got to start I mean, all over. What everyone else has been saying. Um, I saw Quentin Portis on the other day, and I think it was a dated interview from a few days before, but he was pretty much echoing what all the players have been saying. I really wanted Greg Williams. I thought he would have been a great head coach here, but you know he's gone now, so we'll go with whatever management is doing. <laughs> At the very least, the <laughs> offensive coordinator is already there, so he's already getting his playbook and stuff in order. And hopefully Jason Campbell's already Until studying. Until the head coach comes in and says, I don't want to work with this guy. Well, you know that's going to be a stipulation, dude. Or who we thought we were. Get him. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't even coach at Arizona? No, no. <laughs> like, no. Isn't that Wizen Hunt there with uh, Russ Grimm? And oh, yeah. the right-hand man? Speaking of, we haven't heard... Other than people like, hi, this is Bram Weinstein talking about Russ Grimm because he's really talking about him a lot lately. Um, they didn't call him. They didn't say come over. <laughs> Why isn't Russ Grimm getting a, a, a nod? At least bring him in. Let him stay in the house on the compound for a night. Talk to him. Yeah, put him up in the dorm or you something. Know, yeah, do something. Put him up <laughs> in the dorm. Yeah, give him a fair shot, man. He is a hog. 
pick him up in a limo. Anyway, it's because the Danny has no loyalty to his players, man. Or the Redskins as a whole. Except for Daryl Green. He loves Daryl Green. I mean, he flew him, him and his wife out there to other Super Bowl this week. Well, Daryl Green, Green loves Dan Snyder from what he says. Probably because he allowed him to keep on playing until like the very, until the very, very last second. He was pretty much like, you can't cut him. Until he was no longer the fastest man. Right. <laughs> a little bit, and a little bit beyond that. Yeah. I mean, he allowed, Dan Snyder allowed him to finish his entire career with one team for 20 years, so. Well, dude, even in his in last the, year. That's crazy. Even in his last year, he got burnt less times than Dion. Dion Sanders. Than Dion did in his first year. Yeah. The only year. <laughs> but yeah, as far as as far as we're concerned, Dion never played for the Redskins anyway. He just showed up. What? He just collected a check. Dion Dion played for the Redskins. No, he just collected a check, dude. You didn't know that they signed him. It's kind of like Brandon Lloyd last year. You know, he just kind of showed up. Is he cut yet? And talked a lot. <laughs> and ate egg whites. Is he cut yet? I try not, I try not to remember that Dion actually wore the B and G. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truly. And in a few weeks, we're going to be talking about guys like uh, Brandon Lloyd um, and uh, possibly Sean Springs, possibly John Jansen, people who may not be wearing Redskins uniforms next year. Just playing a seed there with everybody. Those are guys we're going to have to be talking about um, in the coming weeks and months about, you know, we got a high salary cap number. We have to let some people go. We have some aged veterans that are going to count. Huge numbers, like seven, eight million dollars against the cap. What are we going to do? Yep. Mark Brunel. In the not up. too distant future, we Brunel. got we got we got the draft coming up. Not not too far out. Uh, you know, I believe we do actually have a, a couple of draft picks this year. Yeah. So, uh, and, and of course, we'll trade up for like 2029 to get some more Anyway, no, it's true. It always happens. And there's somebody that has to keep track of all of that, but somehow I think they manage to lose that information every year because you know that's Serato's job now. Now that he's been promoted, that is his job. He is the person in charge of all that. Yeah, he's such a great, great uh, surveyor of talent. Yeah, on the football field, right? As everybody knows. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, everyone at the Redskins that has a title and there's a dash in it. You're just supposed to ignore what's in front of the dash because that's to make them feel better about themselves. <laughs> and then the thing after it is what they really are. Anyway. That's true. Anyway. Um, so anyway, uh, I think it's about time for Tom's trivia. Wait, it's not ringing. Is it ringing? Hello? 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 It doesn't sound like we're getting through to him. All right, well, we'll just have to go another week without <laughs> Tom. Hopefully we can get him next week. <laughs> we're just going to have to figure out a way to have Tom pre-record because <laughs> it's, hard for, it's hard enough for the three of us to get together to record once every week or so. So I'm sure with him and his family as well, we're being kind of, in some ways, probably kind of a pain in the butt. So we'll see if we can pre-record some Tom's trivia. Oh, dude. By the way, before I forget, there was something wrong with last week's podcast where that, I don't think the Dallas Sucks flag made it up to the uh, little podcast screen, so I'm going to put it on again this week. 
Okay, great. Let's put it on the site, too. Yeah, dude, yeah. Okay. Another thing I forgot to mention to you guys last week, if you didn't, uh, haven't seen it yet, go to, like, YouTube and, um, or just Google uh, Hitler and Cowboys fan, and it's this funny little, like, five-minute video about Hitler being a Cowboys fan and how mad he was when they got beat <laughs> by the Giants. It's awesome. Uh, there's, there's heavy cursing um, in print, you know, not in the, the vocalization because it's German, unless you speak German. Um, but you got to look out for that. Yeah. It's not rated PG or anything. But if you have a problem with, with dropping a bunch of F-bombs and everything on there, then don't go to it. But if, if you're perfectly cool with that, like, uh, it's one of the funniest <laughs> things I've seen in a long time, so check it out. Oh, man. And speaking of Tom's trivia, um, just really quickly, uh, Tom put up a post this past week. Just, cause he, just because we don't have him on the podcast doesn't mean we have don't have trivia uh, every week, so make sure you're checking out Tom's trivia on the website <laughs> at www.harryhawkfootball.com. Right. Yeah, he's got his own uh, tab up at the top of the page that says Tom's trivia with an exclamation point. He updates it every week, um, despite our uh, <laughs> despite our efforts to <laughs> call him at very uh, inopportune times. Right. Um, also, if you try to call the uh, Harry Hawk hotline number right now. Two zero two six five seven Hale. Um, you may get a recording that it's not in service at this time, but uh, you know, just uh, just hang tight with that. And um, yeah, um, I guess that's about it. Well, what do we have left? Oh, I know what we got left. Uh, John. This week's random skins of the week. One played for Syracuse, the other played for Texas. Hey and I. One was a wide receiver, and one was a quarterback. One played from 80 to 93, and the other played for 20 years for the Washington Redskins. They are the members of the 2008 class of the Football Hall of Fame. They are Bill Green and Art Monk. Outstanding, dude. A little, a little less random this week, but you know, certainly worth yeah, the, uh, yeah. worth the random Redskin nomination. For the week. But that makes it random. And the fact more, that it's but, less uh, random. Yeah, you know, they, they definitely deserve the, uh, the shout. I mean, it is random Redskin <laughs> of the week, not obscure Redskin of the week. <laughs> <laughs> random Redskin can cover it all. It could be Daryl Green. It could be Daryl Pound. <laughs> I think Daryl Pound should be next week, but then it wouldn't be random because we just mentioned it. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to drop a Daryl Pound on you when you least expect it. Daryl Pound! Dude, I, I, dude, I least I expect to hear... I drop him on you, but he'll be five yards away. Dude, I least expect to hear hear about Daryl Pounds when the Redskins get a win. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that about wraps it up. Uh, send us some email, Redskins fan. At HarryHogFootball.com. Right. And that is uh, H-A-R-R-Y-HogFootball.com. Um, you can send Tom an email at Tom at HarryHogFootball.com. And um, hail to the Redskins. Hail to Art Monk and Daryl Green. Congratulations to them. And remember this week, especially if you see a Cowboys fan out and about. At the Pro Bowl. Joker! Joker! Bye. Bye. Bye-bye, y'all.